I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which, as you know, if you've been listening, is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Welcome back on this Monday. Hope you had a great holiday weekend, and what a way to cap it off than the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Cincinnati Bengals 16-10. to That's right. It is a victory Monday for the black and gold, celebrate, and you know how we celebrate here at the Steel Curtain Network. We give away some swag with the holidays coming up. Man, what a great time to potentially win a free shirt, or maybe if you want to upgrade to a sweatshirt, every time the Steelers win, we give it away. So how are we going to do this? Tomorrow, or actually today, Monday. I'm sorry, I got a little confused there. Monday, today, make sure you're checking out Steel Curtain Network. I'll also repost it, retweet it, whatever they're calling it now, on my own personal Twitter. All you have to do is simply retweet that tweet, follow the appropriate accounts, and you are registered. And I will announce that on Wednesday's Let's Ride podcast before the mailbag segment. So get yourself a new t-shirt. Maybe you want a uh, Victory Monday shirt. Maybe you want a Let's Ride Ride or Die Crew t-shirt. Maybe you want the high wattage shirt. Whatever. We're working on some new designs. Hopefully we get them up there in the store soon. If you want to upgrade to a sweatshirt, all you have to do is pay the difference. We cover the cost of a t-shirt and shipping. So there you go. So we have a lot to discuss in this podcast today that doesn't pertain to giving away free gear. What it has to do with everything from injuries, 
all the way on down to reports. And then we have a lot to discuss, not to mention in the second half of this podcast, doing the winners and losers. We had 10 winners and four losers in this game. So stay tuned till the second half as well. Let's start with injury news. Good news for the Steelers was that after the game, Mike Tomlin, he addressed the media and he didn't finally, gosh, it felt like every single week the past few weeks he had been addressing the media talking about a a big time injury, whether it was Cole Holcomb, whether it was Quan Alexander, did not happen this week. They did not have that key injury. So the only injuries of note, George Pickens, who left the game briefly, he laid out to try and catch a deep ball from uh, Kenny Pickett. Definitely got the wind knocked out of him. Looked like it might have been a shoulder, but no, they just said it was the wind that got knocked out of him. And then you had Calvin Austin the third. Mike Tomlin labeled that as an ankle injury. Very end of the game is when Tomlin said it happened. Said he's going to have to be evaluated. They'll see where he is starting next week. But that's it. Other than that, no major injuries. So good news for the Steelers. Not only do they win on the road in the division, but they also escape pretty much injury-free. Now, let's also talk about the AFC North playoff picture. Now, as I'm recording this right now, the Baltimore Ravens are playing the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday Night Football, so I'm not sure of that final, but obviously the Steelers beat the Bengals. That really puts a dagger in the Bengals' playoff hopes. Uh, But then you also have the Cleveland Browns losing to the Denver Broncos, so the Cleveland Browns are now behind the Steelers, technically in the standings, based on division record. This is great. This was a great win for all those reasons and a lot more. I do want to talk about something before I get started breaking down and giving my thoughts on this game in particular. A report that came out, and I meant to do a video on this. You know, I was going to do a, a one of those short videos where I just gave my thoughts. I would put it on YouTube and on Twitter as well. And I just didn't have time. With the holidays, I was traveling back from Wheeling where I was uh, for the holidays visiting family. The whole report from Adam Schefter of ESPN that after the last game, after the Browns loss, not this Bengals game, that Deontay Johnson was verbally still going after coaches after the loss. And it was Minka Fitzpatrick who stood up and told him basically sit down and shut up. And they got into it. And then TJ Watt and Cam Hayward had to come in and defuse the situation and settle everyone down. And then eventually Mike Tomlin did the same. People are going to read a lot into this in a lot of different ways with Deontay Johnson, Minka Fitzpatrick, the coaching staff. All I have to say about this is that the Steelers are a very smart and they're also a very close-knit and they are not ones to blab. We'll put it that way. They're not ones to blab. If they are going to give sourced information, they know that that information is likely to get out, and they're okay with it. I guarantee you that the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this stuff probably happens a good bit, but what did they do? They had to make the decision to fire Matt Canada. Yeah, they didn't want it to make it seem like they were in the wrong, that there was more to it than this, and we all heard the comments and all that stuff. This story gets leaked, and next thing you know, it kind of just makes, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, this makes sense. The offensive players are so distraught that they're willing to fight over it. Makes sense, right? When you look at it from that lens, you're like, okay, I could see how this story gets out there. I could see how this story happens. And I also think this stuff happens more than people think as it it pertains to frustrated players who might think that they're not being utilized correctly, all that stuff. So that's important to note. As we move forward, that's important to note. Because the one thing that came to mind, when you think about this first game, this first Steelers game, 
without Matt Canada calling the plays. And I have to be honest, I was pretty nervous for this game. And I, as, a, as a content creator, it's different. As someone that you know wants to see the Steel Curtain Network and Fans for Sports Network succeed, well, you really want the Steelers to win because why? When they win, people want to listen. They want to read more. If they lose, they don't want to. And so and in that respect, I look at the Steelers' success and failures a little bit different than I normally do. And so I'm, I'm traveling home and this past weekend, and I'm thinking about this game, and my wife would even ask me, hey, what do you think? And I'd say, this is a big game. This is a big game, not just because they need to win. You get to 7-4, and four, things look a lot brighter. But also, if the offense came out and looked the same, nothing changed. Kenny Pickett was not accurate. Kenny Pickett was doing the same old stuff. He was spinning into sacks. All this stuff that we've seen for the last 10 games. If we see it again in the 11th game, that's damning. That means that it's not Mad Canada. That it's actually like a bigger issue with the whole freaking organization starting with the quarterback. So this was a big game. This was a really, really big game. I was kind of nervous for this one. And then you throw into the fact that when I think about how the Steelers were reacting, you hear the reports, right? You hear the reports about the the disgruntled players. You hear what Najee Harris had to say, which, by the way, Najee Harris had to have a little, I guess we'll just say that Najee Harris had to be put on the straight and narrow, so to speak, when he was upset over things. He, you know, it wasn't just Deontay Johnson. So nonetheless, it kind of felt like a mutiny. Yes, that word, the mutiny. In case you don't know what a mutiny is, maybe you're a young person out there, maybe you just don't remember, here's the definition. An open rebellion against the proper authorities. That's kind of what it felt like, did it not? You hear those comments after the Cleveland game, you hear what Kenny Pickett said, Najee Harris was very open, Deontay Johnson was very open. But I think what you saw was that the Steelers, this game, in Week 12 against the Cincinnati Bengals in Ohio, they felt like someone had their back. Mike Tomlin was the one that made that decision, folks. I'm, I'm telling you that with 100% certainty. When it came to firing Matt Canada, it, yes, he has to get the approval of the owner, the guy that pays the, the bills, he writes the checks, all that stuff. Mike Tomlin was the one that made that call. can tell you that with 100% certainty, people say Art 2 came in and made no, that didn't happen. No, didn't happen. It was Mike Tomlin. So Mike Tomlin is basically telling his team, I got your back. I've got your back. And he sent a message. He sent a message to his team, and that message was received. And then when you hear some of these comments after the game, one that stood out, you know, Kenny Pickett standing in front of media, answering from a whole throng of reporters. He basically said, what was the difference? He said, we really came together as a unit. Now that tells me, some might say, Jeff, you're reading this way, you're reading way too much into one sentence. But that tells me that this was a fractured unit. This was a unit that was not together. They were the antithesis of together. You had these groups, and then you, you go on and you're listening to the color commentators and even the sideline reporters during the game talking about the conversations they had with team the team with the coaching staff, and you're put, putting these pieces of the puzzle together. They're talking about during the game how players were happy that they were all watching this stuff together. They were breaking down the film together. They were working together on the plan. It makes you wonder, what the hell were they doing before this? Now, is that something that Mike Tomlin's going to have to live with, the fact that he put up with Matt Canada for this long? 
That's a discussion for another day. But that and that is a discussion we will have on another day, maybe even Wednesday. But still, the message was sent that the coach has your back. And it was received. And it was received in a big way. So Matt Canada's gone. That's the message. I think this has a couple different messages, though. So Matt Canada's gone. Coach has your back. Fantastic. It should also send a message to every offensive player that says, look, you think you're safe. You might not be safe. Yeah, you might get through this year, but if you think you're going to be around the Steelers for the long term, maybe you might want to start playing a little better. Maybe you should start preparing yourself a little better. Maybe, just maybe, you should start upping your game on and off the field. Message sent, message received. Was there a bigger statement than the first play from scrimmage for the Steelers? Think about it. Go back. The Steelers lose the coin toss. The Cincinnati Bengals defer, and they want to give the ball to the Steelers to start the game. Touchback, balls at the 25. First play from scrimmage. Pat Fryermuth over the middle, down the seam for a big gain. Just like that. Just like that. The first play. Boom. Big connection. Accurate pass. Well-timed. Great call. Play action, mind you. I forgot to say play action pass. And now all of a sudden everything changes. Everything changed from that moment forward. Because now all of a sudden, you're thinking this is everything that we haven't seen under Matt Canada. You look at Kenny Pickett's passing chart. Everyone loves to talk about passing charts. I kind of, I really don't like that because I think that it doesn't really paint the picture of what happened. It's just where they threw the football. But when you look at this passing chart compared to last week's, that next-gen stats passing chart, talk about night and day. Talk about night and day. So you're seeing visible changes. There's obvious differences between the way that the, the game was constructed in the offensive game plan. The run-to-pass ratio was an even 50-50. That's incredible. They threw the ball 33 times. They ran it 33 times. I don't expect numerical balance. I talk about balance a lot, but I don't expect it to be even from a number standpoint. Now, we all knew this, or at least you should have known this, it's impossible to change the entire offense midseason. But how you scheme, how you prepare, how you plan certainly can change. And Kenny Pickett talked about this after the game. I'm, I'm going to point back to a lot of this stuff in post-game press conference when he said, yeah, we, we got together, we talked about a lot of stuff, we met all the time, there's a lot of great communication it just makes you feel like what was experiencing, what they're experiencing now was not what they were experiencing before when Matt Canada was the, was the guy calling the plays. Was this game perfect, though? No, absolutely it wasn't perfect. But in my opinion, it was a huge step in the right direction. I don't think anyone leaves this game, even though they produced over 400 yards of offense. No one leaves this game thinking, yep, they got it, nailed it. Let's move on. What's what's the next thing we have to fix? No, there's a lot that needs to be fixed from this game. And when you think about just scoring 16 points, we're going to get to that. Because while there are reasons for hope with this Steelers offense, where can they improve, right? Where can they improve? The yardage is not an area where they need to improve. If you're using this as the baseline, well, they can improve in the red zone. They were only one for four in the red zone. Move the ball well, but when they got inside the 20, things got tough. They got difficult, and they weren't able to make those plays. 
I'd still love the Steelers to remove what I call those dead plays, whether it's the swing or the underneath screen to Jalen Warren that goes for minus five or a missed block here, whatever, those dead plays that just never seem to pan out. I will say, under Matt Canada, there were several dead plays in a game, whereas on Sunday, we're talking about just a couple. That's still moving in the right direction. I'd love to see those plays out. And I'm not talking about plays that don't work. Every game is going to see a lot of plays that don't work. But can you eliminate the dead plays, the ones that are dead before they even start? And then lastly, let's just look for a cleaner brand of football. And I'm not just talking about penalties here, people. I don't want you to think that this is just about penalties. No, I'm talking about these miscommunications. There's one play, it was a third down play that came to mind. Kenny Pickett looks over at Deontay Johnson, who's singled up on the outside, and he gives him a hand signal. I don't know what the hand signal was, and I don't know what it means, and I'm not going to pretend that I do. But I do know that what ended up happening was Kenny Pickett looked at his side, Deontay Johnson's side of the football field, and they were not on the same page. So whatever signal he gave either was misconstrued by the receiver or they read something differently, and it didn't work. Those miscommunications have got to get cleaned up. So again, this offensive performance, there's a lot of reasons for hope, but they still have a lot of work to do. All in all, what this boils down to, this team seems to have rallied around each other. That's a good thing. And they have an AFC North road win. And that's that's a really important thing to note here. So now they advance to 3-1 and in the AFC North. They've beaten every single team once, and they lost to the Browns last week. 3-1 and in the division, that's a good record. You win on the road in the division Stick with it. Don't ever apologize for a road division win. And I even said this to anyone I got my I was with my family this past weekend. If they can just find a way to win this weekend, I don't care what the score is. Would you love it to look better? It did look better. Would you want it to be perfect? Of course we would, but nothing is perfect in the NFL, especially with the Steelers right now. But they found a way to win seven and four right in the thick of things. That's what we want. All right, coming up in the second half, we've got winners and losers. Lots to discuss. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Viewer fans, welcome back to the second half. Time for some winners and losers. Like I said, 10 winners and four losers after the game. Lots of breakdown here, so buckle up. Let's get this show on the road with the winners. The number one winner, and it's easy to say that he's the first on my list after the game, is Pat Fryermuth. That is right. Pat Fryermuth, the tight end, third-year player out of Penn State. Tremendous talent. Someone said it on Twitter before I even get a stat line. They said, my gosh, it's almost as if the Steelers just now realize that they have this Travis Kelsey type player on their on their offense and they started to utilize him. Mike Tomlin kind of poo-pooed this. He kind of said, well, you know, Pat Fryermuth is just coming back from injury and he and Kenny are getting on the same page. You know, I got some intel prior to last week and saying that, you know, Kenny Pickett and the, the, the Steelers offense was going to really showcase Pat Fryermuth. And well, that didn't happen. So of course, when it didn't happen, everyone was all coming. You know, they're coming at me on on Twitter and saying, "Oh, Jeff, you were wrong. You didn't get this right, and all this stuff." Well, I wasn't, but maybe I was just a maybe I was just a week early. Here's Pat Fryermuth's t- uh, stat line: nine catches, 120 yards, three thirteen point three average. Didn't score a touchdown. Had a twenty nine yard long, eleven targets. He was the Safety blanket that everyone calls the security blanket for the quarterback. It was great to see that he had a lot of third down catches. Good for Pat Fryermuth. Great for Pat Fryermuth. Winning performance. Good to see him back in there. No doubt about it. All right, next winner is the offensive coaching staff. And I say that in all honesty because the Steelers are doing things a little different. They're not having the standard one person as the coordinator. They're splitting it up. They're splitting up the duties, and I really do have a feeling that Pat Meyer is going to have a large hand in things, especially in the running game. You're going to have Alfredo uh, working with the tight ends and probably in the passing game as well as protection schemes. They're all going to be working together for the rest of the year until the Steelers in the offseason figure out what they're going to do with the offensive coordinator vacancy. But the Steelers total 421 yards. 
22 first downs, and only one of those first downs came from penalty, by the way. So that's remarkable. Yes, you want to see more than 16 points, but when it comes to offensive output and the moving of the football, this was night and day different than what we had seen. So kudos to the offensive coaching staff. They did the job. They got the job done. Good for them. It was great to see. That's why they're on the winner's list. The next winner is Kenny Pickett. His stat line is not crazy. 24-33, 278 yards, an 8.4-yard average. Everyone's going to hate that he didn't throw a touchdown, but he also didn't throw an interception. He set a new Steelers record for consecutive passes without an interception. He was sacked two times, a 97.8 rating. He had five carries for five yards. So for me, I saw Kenny Pickett. He looked like more of a leader. He looked like he had more ownership of the team, of the game. That's what I want to see. I want to see that. I want to see him be that guy and not feel like he's handcuffed or not allowed to do certain things within the offense. This was a good game from Kenny Pickett. Did you want him to see a throw throw a touchdown? Some would say that he did to Deontay Johnson, except it wasn't it wasn't handled properly. We'll get to Deontay Johnson later. But ultimately, I thought Kenny Pickett played a great game. I thought he moved well. Once they, the Steelers' offensive pass protection improved, everything started to come together, and that includes Kenny Pickett. I thought he had a great game. Good for him. It was a step in the right direction. Like I said with the offense in general, there's a reason for hope. Kenny Pickett looked good, and he's on the winner's list. Let's go to the next winner. We are talking about T.J. Watt. Of course, T.J. Watt could be on here every week. I know this. Nonetheless, his stat line, five tackles, five solo. He had two sacks, one tackle for loss, two quarterback hits. T.J. Watt was all over the field. Again, what else is new? This guy does it seemingly every single week. And, you know, there were some gaffes, not by the Steelers, but by the Bengals. On a third down, when Chandon Sullivan is rushing, and T.J. Watt is also rushing, the right tackle probably shouldn't pick up the cornerback. They should probably pick up the former defensive player of the year. Nonetheless, T.J. Watt, he's a winner. Let's go to the next winner, Cam Hayward. His stat line was four tackles, three solo, one tackle for loss, one sack, one quarterback hit. I wish I found the statistic. I saw it on Twitter. I think that Cam Hayward set like some record for most sacks by a defensive lineman in Steelers organizational history pretty remarkable stuff the dude's starting to you can tell that he's getting back to where he was and when I say back to what he was he's coming off that groin surgery and it's going to take some time so he he was back but he he was not back to what we're used to seeing saw him great in run support he was putting pressure on the quarterback he got that sack good for Cam Hayward it's good to see Captain Cam back at it the next winner is Joey Porter Jr. Now, Joey Porter Jr., he's a guy that I said this on the postgame show with Dave Schofield and Brian Davis. Deion, what was the last time that Joey Porter Jr., or had the Steelers had a player like Joey Porter Jr., is what I should say, who's going to openly state, I want to go against your best receiver as a rookie? As a rookie. Now, that's some cojones. Go back to Major League Two in. You know, you ain't got no marbles. He's got some marbles. And the stat line is not impressive, right? 
Two tackles, one solo, and one pass defense. And, of course, everyone's going to talk about Jamar Chase with the catch where he also ripped his mouth guard off his helmet, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? So next-gen stats, all right? This is something that the NFL has, NFL next-gen stats. Listen to this, these, these numbers, okay? Joey Porter lined up against Jamar Chase on 24 of 28 routes. That's 85.7%. Aligning in press coverage on 10 of those routes. So that's 41%. Chase caught both of his targets with Porter as the nearest defender, with both coming in tight windows and man coverage. So when you look at it, all here's what he gave up. When he was in press man coverage against Jamar Chase, yes, he gave up two catches on two targets for 36 yards, but he was all over him. He was all over him. To me, this showed that he did travel with Jamar Chase, and he did a good job against him. That one catch where he ripped his mouth guard off as he was catching the ball, that, that was a remarkable play. Jamar Chase is a freak. He is really good. And for the Steelers to have a rookie that says, yeah, I'll take him. Come on, give me, give me him. Give me the best you got. Give me the best you got. Yeah, he's got that moxie of his father. Good for him. I love seeing it. I love seeing it. Let's go to the next winner, Trenton Thompson. Yeah, the guy that's been filling in for safety. You know, ever since Keanu Neal was lost, well, on injured reserve with his rib injury, Mika Fitzpatrick's not back yet. So now all of a sudden everyone's like, well, what are we going to do? Well, they bring Trenton Thompson up, and the dude's been making plays. Five tackles, five solo. He had one interception and one pass defense. And he's been doing a great job. He's been doing a great job to the point where I asked in the postgame show, if and when Keanu Neal is healthy, do the Steelers even worry about bringing him back unless he's going to be playing more of a linebacker role? Because Trenton Thompson looks like a player back there. And when you get Minka Fitzpatrick back, Trenton Thompson with DeMonte Casey, with Minka Fitzpatrick, now you have some different options. He's definitely making a case for himself. Mike Tomlin said it in the postgame press conference like he normally does is one man's, he always says this, one man's misfortune is another man's opportunity. Trenton Thompson's making the most of his opportunity. Let's go to the next winner, third down offense. Now, if you look at the stat line, you're probably like, well, Jeff, this is not it for you. My rule of thumb is they have to be 50% to be in the winner's column. But there was a caveat in this one. So they did not, they, they were just shy of 50%. They were 8 for 17. Man, so close. But here's what got them in the winner's column. They had no three and outs. That's right. Zero three and outs. You heard that correctly, folks. They went four quarters of play, the Steelers' offense, and never once ran three plays, failed to get the yards again, and then punted the ball away. That's good third-down offense. They had 17 opportunities. Eight for 17, that's good enough. I'm putting them on the winner's list. All right, let's go to the next one. We're talking some pot. We're not talking about bagels and bong rips here. We're talking about points off turnovers. The Steelers only had one takeaway in this game. They finished even on that docket because of Jalen Warren's fumble. But Trenton Thompson's interception, what people don't realize, that took points off the board for Cincinnati. They were in field goal range. Takes points off the board, and what does the offense do? Takes that extra possession, drives down the field. That equates in the lone touchdown for the Steelers, Najee Harris's run, and that's what I want to see. Points off turnovers. Pot. Love some pot. 
All right, let's go to time of possession as the last winner. The Steelers possessed the ball 37 minutes and 17 seconds to the Bengals 22 minutes and 43 seconds. That is a oh, close to a 15-minute disparity there. TJ Watt, after the game, he spoke to the media and said, it was great being able to sit on the bench and rest. He said, we weren't getting cold. We were enjoying watching the offense move the ball. When we were getting called out, man, it was great. We were fresh. We were good to go. He said, that, that's what we want to see. So the time of possession, definitely. And that ties in with the third down offense as well. Definitely was a winner. So there you have 10 winners. We still have to get to the losers, though. Four losers. We're going to start with one that's controversial. Deontay Johnson. His stat line, he had four catches on eight targets for 50 yards, a 12-and-a-half-yard average, no touchdowns, and a 39-yard long. Now, the 39-yard long was a hell of a play. It was a great play. But the one thing here is you see Deontay Johnson, very vocal, very outward. He's a guy that will say, like, ah, oh, you know, you can see his frustration. It's written all over his body language. You hear the reports about the the scuffle in the locker room last week. You hear him going after the officials at times. You hear him with his disgust for the offense. Man, if you're gonna have that type of attitude, and you're gonna want to be that guy, and I don't mean that guy is in like a negative way. But you, you want to be that player for the Steelers, meaning you're going to go out and make those plays? Well, I hate to break it to you. Some will say, well, he should have had a touchdown. Hey, don't drop the ball, and we don't have to debate this. Don't let the ball leave your grasp, and we don't have to debate it. Instead, we're talking about what a great play, what a way to cap off the drive. Oh, and by the way, you don't drop that ball, that Jalen Warren fumble doesn't happen. Because that fumble happened after he dropped the ball. So Deontay Johnson is upset that that was not ruled a touchdown. Probably upset that Tomlin didn't challenge it either. But still, when the fumble happens, what a bad look for Deontay Johnson. The ball is literally on the ground in front of him, and he's just standing there. He's just standing there, and it looks like he's sulking. It looks like he's still complaining about the play. And for a team that benched Chooksakor for for much less, I'm shocked that Deontay Johnson, after that replay gets shown, and if you check out the article, my Winners and Losers article on SteelCurtainNetwork.com, runs at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I have the video in there. It's a bad, bad look. And then, to make matters worse, Deontay Johnson has spent the majority of Sunday afternoon evening going on Twitter and combating against with fans. You're never going to win that. You're never going to win that battle. So just stop. The dude can't get out of his own way. He's on the losers list. I don't like his attitude. I don't like his demeanor. I certainly don't like the hustle or lack thereof on the football field. Again, make the plays that you should make, and no one will say a word. You'll be in the winner's column, and everything will be honky-dory. He's on the losers list. Let's go to the next loser, the red zone offense. They were one for four. One for four. I talked about it in the first half, an area where they need to improve. There it is. Finish drives with touchdowns, not with Chris Boswell field goals. The next loser is Danny Smith. Some of these questionable decisions. Let's talk about the return game first. Calvin Austin the third. It seems like every time there's a returnable punt, he catches the ball and is met 
with a sea of the opposition bearing down on him. It, the dude has nowhere to go. And yet it's like, what What are they doing? What is going on? I just don't get it. Questionable decisions out the wazoo. The biggest issue I have is this ongoing, it just seems like it's, maybe it was a slip. I don't know. But it seems like the past few games, Chris Boswell has been directed to kick the ball short. Well, guess what, Steelers? Your your coverage units aren't that good. So kick the stupid ball out of the end zone. Make the opposition start at the 25-yard line. Not many offenses are going to be capable of driving completely down the field against the Steelers. So let's just simplify it. Let's do it that way. Nonetheless, they're still doing these decisions, which are odd. Last winner, or loser, I should last loser, the Paycor Stadium. That freaking hellhole of a stadium. Paycor Stadium, the Escaloser, it was in full go. But that's not why it's on the loser list. This stadium is the one where Ryan Shazier was injured, DeMar Hamlin was injured. So much bad stuff happens there. But how bad was it that that freaking stadium couldn't even have an operational clock? So much so that it felt like I was watching a high school game where they kept the clock on the field. How difficult was it to be able to to not know how much time was left in the first half? Insane. It was insane. I'm watching a National Football League game where you have a billion-dollar organization, billion-dollar organizations, plural, if you count the organizations within the entity of the National Football League, and you can't get a stadium to have the correct scoreboard or the, the correct time of the clock? What is going on? Paycor Stadium, get your act together. I know it's Ohio, the worst state ever, but still, goodness gracious, that was awful, and that's why they're on the loser list. So, okay, folks. Ten winners, four losers. Hope you uh, enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed the first half. I've got a lot of hope for this offense. Let's hope they can keep it going. We'll talk about that a little bit more on Wednesday. Hey, make sure you're on the lookout for that tweet for the uh, free swag. And also make sure on Tuesday you're on the lookout for the mailbag tweet. That's going to be important so you can get your questions in for the mailbag. That will be answered live on Wednesday. In the meantime, make sure you can follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. Other than that, that's a wrap on this Monday show. Victory Monday, great start to your week. I will see you on Tuesday. I'm sorry, on Wednesday. You know how we finish it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 